0: Everybody and welcome to our midweek live show. So uh, hope this uh, this finds you well uh, wherever you wherever you are and whichever platform you're watching this one on. As you know, we uh, we multi-stream this across the uh, tech universe, uh, or more or less across the tech universe anyway. So uh, it's always interesting for me to know uh, where you're watching this on. I guess a lot of people watch this on the Twitters. But uh, I see just like that, uh, our good friend Chris Davies is in the YouTube for, because Chris, for just for laughs, I've decided to put a few things out on YouTube before the inevitable um, cancellation comes or a strike or whatever they call it. But anyway, hope you're all having a good week. I mean, I'm sure you're having a better week than Paula Venel's CBE has had. Uh, we're going to talk about the post office. We're going to talk about uh, all of that. You're probably having a better week than um, uh, Howard Stern. I put a podcast out about Howard Stern, the US shock jock. Don't know if you heard it, but I, I did. It did entertain me doing it, actually. I hope it entertained you listening to it. But uh, uh, Howard Stern, uh, who, uh, uh, who's I don't know how many jobs he's had. He's had a lot of jobs, but remember, they are straight, straight and effective. Chris Davies, and don't you say anything different, but apparently, despite getting the jabs, he keeps getting COVID. Yeah, so that hard stern. Listen to the podcast. The podcast sorts it out. Hello again, Laura. Good to see you. Thanks for being here this evening. And uh, we have a load of co- load of stuff that uh, we're going to get through uh, tonight, hopefully. And uh, I hope you'll find it all, uh, all interesting, uh, because as I say, um, there's so much... Uh, There's there's, there's never a shortage of news. You know, there never is. Uh, And my job is to try and filter out the bits that are probably completely irrelevant and talk about the bits that are hopefully more interesting uh, and and relevant. And uh, hopefully I get the mix right. But if I don't, you folks can tell me and let me know. And uh, suffice to say, everyone who's listening to this, do make sure you subscribe to the old uh, podcast channel want to make sure we grow the podcast channel more in 2024 than even in 2023, because it's a new year and all of that. So, uh, listen, before we get going, of course, we need to remember our very uh, helpful sponsor who should be coming up down below. Here we go. Quantum Hypno, my friend Sarah Jane Smith. Quantum Hypno, and she's got a new ad. This is the new Quantum Hypno ad. I want to play this. Tell me what you think of it, Uh, but this is your brand new ad, so uh, let's sit back for 60 seconds and find out all about Sarah's services.
1: Go! Quantum hypno is a transformative approach that connects with the superconscious through the power of hypnosis. I take the time to get to know you and create a relaxed setting where you can share your life story. There's no rush or time pressure involved. During the hypnosis session, you'll experience a natural and profound connection with the superconscious, accessing healing, wisdom, and the answers that you've been seeking throughout your life. Envision the ability to travel through time and space, recovering lost knowledge, and exploring the universe. This life-changing work has already helped thousands of people dealing with addictions, trauma, or a sense of being lost, enabling them to move forward in the right direction. I've worked with people from all walks of life. So what are you waiting for?
0: So there you go that's her that's her new ad and uh, there is a joke in that one by the way i'm sure you probably were able to work it out so uh, she has a good sense of humor i can i can attest to that so do click quantum hypno um and uh, and, and visit her her site that helps me She and that helps keep all of this going, basically. So, uh, and don't forget, we do have our friends as well over at uh, Just Stop T-shirts. There's a link to them as well. You can get your um, uh, your own logo, whatever you want. Just Stop, David Vance. You could get that on a t-shirt if you wanted. Uh, but I'm sure there's lots of other things you'd want to stop before that. So we have uh, uh, those those folks anyway are helpful to us. And uh, you know, here in the alternative media, friends, I know we say this all the time, but it is important. We have to stick together because they are out to get us. Now, this is a Wednesday night, and uh, we have a, our live podcast stream tomorrow night. So don't forget about that. Tune in 8 p.m. tomorrow night when I'm joined joined by Jed. By Adrian, by Paddy, and by uh, a host of uh, of other people. Emo says he rarely listens to politics these days. Quite right. Listen to me instead. Far more entertaining, and uh, at least uh, you get a, 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 a perspective that is not just slavishly following the mainstream. And if you like what you, if you like what you're hearing, um, you know, uh, like it, share it. And, and let's build this thing together. And don't forget, if you want to make a small contribution to the platform, davidvance.net, go over there, buy me a coffee if you fancy. In fact, actually, I'm having one. I'm literally having a coffee right now. If I'm going to get through the next 60 minutes. Now, Wednesday night, I'm joined, of course, uh, by my compatriot in these matters, uh, Jed. So Jed's going to be coming on in a sec. Um, but I just want to make, it, make everyone really clear in the fact that there will be Confirmation: uh, a new live event happening on the first of March. So not that long to go, folks. Uh, it's going to be happening uh, in London, and I will reveal all in terms of who the guests are, etc. Very, very shortly in the next day or so. Uh, but it's going to be a cracker. It's going to be really, really good. And uh, I hope you just make sure you put first of March, London, in your diary, and I'll tell you all about. What's happening then? But I've got, we had such a good bunch of folks who turned up the last time. And this is going to be everybody's good. And as I say, two very um, interesting uh, ca- characters are going to be joining, Peter Michael Venna and myself on stage. So 1st of March, ring it in your diary. I'm going to see you in London then. Gar Ram says, can't get in on Podbean. Don't understand that. Maybe Gar Ram, if you talk to Jed about that, um, uh, uh, that would be good. Um, Chris Davy says, did you see the Brett Weinstein and Tucker? Is that cat turd? Is that who Brett Weinstein is, uh, Chris? Because I try to watch as much as I can, but eventually my brain overloads, you know, and I, I do miss the odd thing. But uh, I'm trying to catch up. I, I try to keep on top of as much as I can. Stay on top of all the agendas and then put your own twist on it. Uh, so, that's the date anyway, first of March. You're going to have to be there in London as we, as we grow in and we have live conversations and we do what we should be doing anyway. It's healthy human beings getting together. And actually, Jed, you can come in on this one because uh, uh, Gallo Gal says you signed. You sounded like Car- Frank Carson then, David. It's the way I. T- it's the way I tell them. And it's, someone said to me the other day, Gallo Gal. You know, we're talking about. Oh, you know, you got this accent. I'm going, what accent? What accent are you talking about? Okay, Chris, no, I haven't seen that one yet. I haven't seen that with uh, Tucker, but I will, because I, I ultimately I watch all his stuff. Um, uh, so, yeah, Jed, uh, just to sort of say that, you know, we did have great fun at the event in December, and now there's another confirmed event on the 1st of March, and you, and you can attest that the jollity just wasn't on in the venue, which will be the same venue, but we'll reveal that closer to the time. But we also there is a nearby pub, so well, there been. certainly is. David. Good
2: evening and uh, happy new year to every single one of you, and thank you for coming along as you do every single time we go live. <clears throat> but yes, David, there's a nice little pub just around the corner. Now, what I will say is I thought the food in that little pub was expensive, but it is London, Stan. So what do you expect? But it serves a really good pint, really good atmosphere, and it's literally no further than what I can spit to the venue. So you get nice and warmed up with a couple of beers before we go in. We do the gig, and then we all back to the pub for a good chat and a few bevies. I know who the guests are, guys. I can't reveal, obviously. They are fantastic. You are gonna be blown away, so don't miss out this time. First oh, March. Yeah, make, get in early, get a nice little uh, room in London. You can find a few little small ones not far from the venue. Please join us. We'd love to see you all.
0: all yeah, you. okay. So that's all the advertising done. So, uh, look, folks, um, the biggest story, Jed, in the last well, last several days, I suppose, it's been, it's, it's a rolling story, and it's to do with the post office scandal. And for American friends who mightn't just be completely up to date, basically, um, a, a, a Japanese company called Fujitsu wrote, uh, in fact, Jed, you, you probably can explain this better than I, they wrote a software program called Horizon for the post office. And yeah, this, it was a yeah,
2: financials
0: piece of software
2: to so they could put their ins and outs in that you know yeah their, their expenditure the receives and pays and all yeah. that but, but it was the, it was fundamentally flawed yeah, it yeah it
0: was. no yeah. surprise really well except that of course it cost a lot of money and probably more than that what it did was it basically criminalized 700 or so uh sub post office owners uh, these folks, and this has been dramatised by ITV in a doc, docudrama called uh, "Mr Bates versus the Post Office," and and so these folks uh, were some of them were criminalised, uh, others were you know uh, fu- punished financially. Uh, it ended up with some people actually committing suicide as a consequence of the strain of it all. And this was this was on our TV screens. Uh, for the last um, last week or so, I, I've watched. A, have you watched all four episodes, yet?
2: No, I haven't. Because um, what I want to do is watch it as a full set. If you see what I mean, back to back, so I can get the whole picture and the old, uh, uh, wrong phraseology. But I can't think of anything else but the old ambience of it. But I've known about it for some some years. And yeah, yeah. I won't say in a past life I may have worked for one of those companies. That were mm-hmm. involved. Um, but that's why it doesn't surprise me. And it doesn't surprise me. It was no, no, in no way can it be our software. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And all along, it was. i dealt not, I'm not saying with that particular company, but I've dealt with some dodgy software that has been sold to major clients. Yeah. It doesn't work.
0: Yeah. Well, in this in this case, as you said, it was financial software. And the purpose of it was essentially, as you say, money in, money out. But the problem is that it was fundamentally defective. And so it was suggesting that uh, the post-lease little sub-post offices had received more money in than they could account for. Therefore, they were uh, taken to court and uh, they had... Um, yeah, they were they were then punished for it, you know, and a, some of them lost their businesses, some of them lost their livelihood, some of them lost their lives, and it's been documented. And yeah, the thing about it is, I can't remember when we've had a TV program like this that's gone quite as quite as big, because we've obviously had Paula Venables, who was the chief executive officer of the Post Office, um, who got a her CBE in honour. And uh, she's had to hand her, she's volunteered to hand her on her back. So she is the scapegoat because she was in charge of the post office. But Jed, I'm asking questions. For example, um, yeah, John, 3.7 billion that paid to Fujitsu, by the way. Well, we talk about that as well because this is where fascism comes into place. But um, the... The, 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 P- Paula Venels, um, she kind of carried the can. But I'm saying, well, hang on, Fujitsu, surely they should be carrying the can as well. And what about the fact that Paula Venels may have run the post office, but the post office, Jed, was part of Royal Mail. And a guy called Adam Crozier was the CEO of Royal Mail. And people are trying to tell me, oh, yeah, but there's no way he would have known what was going on in the post office. Well, hang oh, on yeah. a second. You know, you know. Well, if he didn't, he should. Well, that needs questions asked. And if he did, that needs questions asked because you can't be the CEO of a large corporation and say, "Oh yeah, there's one part of it that I knew nothing about, which just happens to be the very the, the dodgy bit." So, um, uh, yeah, yeah, Laura, look at like how they did the movie in Rotherham. You know, it, it is. Um, it's really responsible, but It's not one person runs the post office. It wasn't just this one woman, although she was bad. I'd like to see her in prison. But it was a a board. There was, you know, and there was people in Fujitsu. And I think there was Adam Crozier and his cronies in the Royal Mail. I think there was Ed Davey, uh, who, uh, who at that time was the post office minister. And he did nothing to help these people. So my argument is, you know, none of these ones were remotely interested in these ordinary folk, ordinary, you know, sort of pillars of the local community who were, if you'll pardon the pun, pilloried and financially devastated for, yeah, 20 years or, or thereabouts.
2: But the point is, though, David, you know, none of the powers that be, and I agree with every single name you've mentioned there, they all need to be punished for their part in this Mm, mm. but none of them none of the brass none of the management ever thought we have never had accounting issues like this till this software and never put two and two together and went maybe it is the software maybe we have to look at it yeah it was easier to point the finger and sack and hound and harass and criminal hard-working postmasters and postmistresses across the country, over 700 of you have mentioned.
0: Yeah, that's right.
2: Some that have died, some that have committed suicide, some that have lost their homes, families, friends, every single thing that they have. They can never work again because their names are tarnished. The thing is, isn't it amazing that we've known about this for, for two decades and what it actually takes to get some action is a TV program. The ministers knew about it. and yeah. Davis knew about it. Every single MP knew about it. Andrew Bridgen was talking about it years Isn't and years ago. Right? Yep. yep. Yet again, when he talks the truth, people ignore. And the bottom yep. line is there are so many heads that should roll for this because it's not. The fact that the software was faulty, it's the fact that it was faulty. They knew it was faulty, but still criminalized the innocent Yeah, people. that's right.
0: Yeah, that, that, that's actually the, that is the core point, Jed. It's not just that there was faulty software, because everybody, everybody listening to this knows that you can get faulty software. It, it happens. I mean, that's just, that's just the, the way of the world. But it was the fact that they covered it up, they knew there was a problem and they still let these people swing in the breeze financially. They took their livelihood from them, they took their jobs from them, they buried them in financial misery. And then, yes, then it is very goading when the person in charge of it, Paula Fennels, gets a CBE. I mean, that is Robin.
2: Yeah, um, what about Sir Ed Davies? He, so, yeah, he, you know, he's on this he <laughs> needs to resign from leader of the what party is it? I can't remember. Well, you know it
0: Lib, is. Lib, Lib Dems. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, David. I was joking. <laughs>
0: yeah. I was joking
2: because nobody really yeah. knows what the Lib Dems are because they're not democratic and they're not liberal either. No, well, but that's like, the problem is. Yeah. Oh, I've been told by deplorable Deb on Getter <laughs> to stop talking with my mouth full. Right. I've been told off there, ladies and gentlemen. I'm trying to have some some mixed nuts and fruit leftover from Christmas so I've been caught out by deplorable debs I'm sorry I will stop eating yeah.
0: can I just c- congratulate deplorable debs on her acute hearing and uh you see the thing is you can see what i'm you can see if I'm drinking my coffee or not right you can't see what jed's up to and therefore i could it, be
2: naked, deplorable debs if he's,
0: if he's munching away on fruit and nuts, and the such like we, we we can't say it, we don't know. But um, no, the thing is that they they covered this crime up. It's it's actually gone nuclear. Uh, Ed Davy, um, Ed Davy should be stripped of his knighthood. V- um, uh, Vince Cable, Sir Vince Cable should be stripped of his knighthood. And just actually, folks, just before I came on air, I did pick up again, and uh, I've been busy today, so I haven't seen everything, but um apparently when uh sir care starmer was dpp director of public prosecutions heading up the um uh the cps uh there were a small number of cases which the cps prosecuted as well but on, apparently i'm sure this going to surprise you the cps can't tell us if those small number of cases happened during the care starmer years that's that's a bit
2: of luck, isn't it? They can't be yeah, exactly. No, exactly. And Keir Starmer has questions to answer as well.
0: Yeah. Not only over
2: the post office scandal, but other scandals of keeping uh, unwantables in this country using the Human Rights Act. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Among, uh, acts amongst other things. That man is seriously questionable. And I did put a picture up yesterday on my Facebook and my Twitter uh, reading... I, I'll paraphrase that uh, Elie Azzard is um, the personification of a working class woman.
0: Yeah, I think Jed, I think you need to watch that one because that I think that's a spoof. I think it comes from the... I don't know because
2: the sentiment is, is, is true.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, you see, here's the thing. Look, it, the, the Conservatives are lousy. They're rotten. They're useless. They're not Conservatives. They're fake. But there's always a but. Labour is going to be so much worse. They're going to be so much muff. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, worse. Hello there, Grand Mufti of Wakanda. Uh, nice for uh, uh, nice. N- nice to see you coming along. Um, so, yeah, labor's going to be worse. No doubt about it. I mean, when I hear about their economic plans and how they're, they're going to provide, apparently they're going to fix free dental care. You'll be delighted in this one. They're going to create. Seven hundred thousand new appointments to see a dentist. Oh, they don't know. They, they, this is where Rishi Sunak has a point. Now, Sunak's going to lose the election. Everyone knows that. He just is, folks. You got to recognize that. But he does make. But it, it is reasonable when he says Labour are just making these promises, like you said, Jed. And the question is, how are they going to do it? And the answer is because they say they're going to do it. Uh, hi, Jason. By the way, well, nice to see you. The,
2: the, the thing is. I keep hearing, particularly on um, you know, vaccine radio, which I, I only listen to the clips now or some clips on YouTube. In fact, let's put it this way. We used to always bow down, didn't we, to um her almighty um queen of all that is uh, truth, all that is jabbed, and all that is uh, on vacation for our American friends, Julie Hart Brewer. Mm-hmm. God rest her soul. Um I actually caught up with one that was two-month-old today. That's how often I've watched it.
0: Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: But the the thing is, it's... Is, oh, see, I've even lost my point now because I went on too much. Oh, it's, oh guys, it's been a long day, guys. I'm sorry. I do apologise. Yeah. So much, uh, oh, no, Stone. And the point was, that's it, Keir Stone. And, the, and they keep saying on vaccine radio, you know, it's going to be a decade of labour. I don't think it's going to be a decade of labour. And the reason I don't think so is after one or two years of Labour, people will wake up and go, what the hell have we done? Allowing Labour to get in. But it's not so much letting Labour to get in, it's having nobody else to vote for, except for, guys, please use your protest vote to vote for reform. They're not going to get in. It's not going to change the result. It'll still be a Labour government. But what it will do is tell the Tories they are no longer conservative, in any shape or form, and then hopefully they can start weeding out all the liberals and all the socialists from the Conservative Party and actually turn into a Conservative Party.
0: Yeah, yeah. I see. L- Laura just says here is he saying, yeah. referencing Jed saying vaccine radio. Yeah, he he is Laura. Well, what what he, he, what he's saying is that there's a there's a radio station called and TV station called Talk talk tv slash talk radio and our our euphemism was um vaccine radio but remember we're on youtube we're on youtube yeah. so we're not we're 100 effective david come on it, it actually is 101 percent safe i believe and i for one i only wish i could have had about you know but a bit like a uh, hard stern the u.s shock jock uh, i wish i only wish i could have had so many of those jobs so i but then he keeps catching the uh, the old COVID. So, uh yeah, that's right, Jason. We're all triple jabbed, YouTube. Yeah, and we love we love those mRNA shots. Just- Only
2: tripled. Uh, I've had yeah. thirty four already.
0: Yeah, Jason, you got. we got-
2: sixteen yeah. today.
0: <laughs> Laura says is one hundred and two percent effective. Yeah, yeah. I think we all know what we're saying here, folks. But anyway, hey, Jet, I will tell you what, I wanted to. I just, I'm just going to bring this one up. I have this wasn't planned, but I did see um Before, uh, earlier on there today, uh, our good friend Jeff buys cars talking about the fact that um I think I'm right in saying he said that BMW are actually going to close their Munich factory where they make combustion engine BMWs in 2027. So in Th- you know three years time they're closing their and apparently Land Rover Jaguar and this is what I wanted to get to you on because I was talking to my wife about this one. You know it seems to me that um they're gonna for they're gonna try and force us some of us into EVs and the ones that they can't force into EVs which uh probably the majority of us they're gonna make us walk they're gonna take us off the roads that's what they want to do. I was hearing Jed about um some of the UK, well, UK based car manufacturers saying that Rishi Sunak has given them targets, um, including BMW, from this year, 2024, and they must jet sell. I think it's 24% of all new car sales this year have to be EVs, and that goes up to 80% by 2030. 80%. 25% by
2: 2030.
0: It's, it's, it's 80% by 20. 20- 30 and it's a hundred percent by 2035. So here's the thing, Jed, it doesn't matter because ordinary people like us aren't buy- buying them. The only people that are buying them is the um, you know, the uh, corporations, the large businesses where there's tax breaks on them. So, how do you see this one working, Jed? With the like, there's BMW saying, right, we're shutting down essentially petrol and diesel car manufacturing, new car manufacturing from 2027, Jed.
2: Right. Well, first of all, if it was the future, let, let, I'll put this out. If this was the future of public, uh, private, private transportation, then there would have to be no incentives. There were no incentives for people to buy the iPhone One, two, three, 4, 10, 15, whatever we're up to now. Yeah. There was no incentives for people to buy ULED led uh, TVs. Was there? There were no incentives. There was no tax breaks, no nothing. Why? Because it was technology that people wanted. But what they've had to do now is turn around and say, look, you will have these cars. Not only will we force the manufacturers to sell 20%, 25% and all the way up to 80%. Yeah. Yeah. But for every ICE car they sell, they'll have to pay a tax of 15,000 pounds.
0: That's right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So that's the killer because the manufacturers can go, but we can't sell them. So we're not going to make them. And watch the amount of manufacturers disappear, go bankrupt. Yeah. Because they can't sell the EV and they've stopped manufacturing the ice cars. So what do you do? If you can't sell the ones you're making and you can't sell the ones that people want because you're not allowed to, or you get a penalty of 15,000 pounds per per car then either the car goes up by fifteen pounds pound
0: can't buy it fine yeah.
2: but if that happens then it still puts it out to the price of the average Joe. so what's the average Joe going to do he's going to keep hold of his car longer than he he should he's going to keep hold of a car that ends up being more pollutant than it was and then than if they because a lot of people buy second-hand cars don't they Hmm. what they do they'll have them for a couple of years they'll save up and they'll buy another second hand carry equal sort of money but it'll be a slightly newer model so more uh, more refinement to it so less polluting and they just keep doing that so that they're buying two or three or four year old technology but each time they buy it it's cleaner than the technology they had before but now what we're going to get is people going I can't afford to buy a second-hand car because second-hand prices are going to go through the roof. I can't afford to buy an ICE car because they've added another fifteen thousand pounds on top. So I'm going to keep the car I've got, and you will just get more and more rundown, more and more polluting. And actually, in the end, they'll have to scrap it and get on the bus or get on the bike.
0: Well, th- th- that tax, Jed. You see, the, the the ICE tax, the internal combustion engine tax that you're talking about. I think that applies on all petrol and diesel cars. That they sell above the target, you know. So they've got to get if 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 their sales are hundred percent, right? Roughly twenty five percent of those sales this year have to be electric EVs. If they're not, then every for every car sold over that, it's it's, it's that's when the tax is, is. that the right way of looking at it? Well,
2: yeah, they have to sell the twenty five percent. So if they don't, they you only sell twenty percent, so eighty percent are ICE. Then they're paying a tax on the five percent that they should have sold.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, I think that's how it works. Now, what you know when Richard Sunai said to the you know, uh, don't worry, we're moving the deadline from th- twenty thirty to twenty thirty five. You're absolutely right. He didn't move the other deadline of nope. the manufacturers. No, nope, that's yeah. the problem. Yeah, yeah. I absolutely, Gorra Ram is right. The
0: yeah. second
2: hand market about. Well, Let's just talk very briefly about the second-hand market. The second-hand market for EVs is non-existent. Your average resale in days for a second-hand electric vehicle is somewhere in excess of 120 days before it will resell, which is, I think I, I might be wrong, but I'm closer to the figures, but don't quote me on these figures. I might actually be a little bit out with my numbers. But for a petrol or diesel car, you're looking at something like 20 days or 30 days before it will resell a second-hand petrol or diesel. So they're not selling. But the other issue is, and it's not just affecting now the EV market, is car insurance. Car insurance for EVs are skyrocketing. And the reason that it is skyrocketing is because the insurers are now realizing that if an electric car is involved in an accident where before they might go, Well, it's not, it's just about cost effective to repair it, so we'll repair it. But the second they suspect any damage to the battery, for example, the Macmaster has his Porsche Taycan, £120,000 worth of car. It's now worth about £50,000 to replace his battery if it was damaged, is £40,000. So even if his battery gets damaged, and that might be running over something on the road, a bit of debris on the road, and it dents the battery, that's £40,000 in an insurance claim, which is not worth doing the car for. But But, but what's happening is not only are they putting the price up for EVs, and manufacturers will not insure them, or some insurers won't insure, but that additional cost is also being added to the ice and
0: diesel. Well... Listen, one of the reasons that you can't get insurance, you can't get home insurance on some of these EVs because because the insurance companies have figured out if you're charging your car at home jet, let's say in the garage or whatever, God forbid, and there's a fire, they don't want to know about that. That's right. So my understanding is that some EV owners have, it's very difficult to get insurance at all. Sure. Uh, in fact, I, I think some people actually can't, but you have to have insurance to have it on the road. So it's 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 just a mess, Jed. It's an absolute mess. You and I have talked about it in 23 and before that, and I think it's going to become more and more of an issue because people are going to waken up to what the governments are doing. That is taking away our access to the efficiencies of the combustion engine, which works perfectly well in petrol or diesel uh, format. And that's the truth of the matter. So uh so yeah, anyway. There's just
2: one more point, David. Just remember, guys, these people who are evangelists for EVs, and you might not have a garage, but certainly have a little drive outside of the house. Remember when as David just said, when they forget that charger on the wall, it's often by the front door. So they pull the car up, they plug the car in, and they go in. And that car set's on fire, how are
0: they going out the house? Don't know. Don't but they're certainly know.
2: not going through the front door, are they?
0: No, no, it's, it's it's a real health hazard. It's a mega health hazard. And, you know, Jed, as you know, I was through Luton Airport, London Luton Airport, in back last month in December. And on my way down to the train station to get to London, I, I you know, you pass where the car park was, where all where there was a a fire which apparently and allegedly came from a hybrid and there was a battery the the, the electric battery set fire and the home-blooming car park 1500 cars as far as I understand were were damaged and that's you're actually, right
2: and, 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 and they were it, trying to say that that was a diesel but it actually was a diesel hybrid hybrid and what, that's the, it. it started was within the hybrid
0: battery. Yeah, and it was, but but the fire jet was so great that the actual car park levels, you know, angles only three stories, they collapsed because yeah. of the heat, the heat coming out of these, out of the EV fire. That's why uh, no, uh, you know, the fire brigade don't want to know it. They don't, they can't. You cope see now, with the
2: fire anything. brigade have trucks which are, you know, like your your drop trucks, where the the back of the truck drops onto the road and then the truck can drive off. They now have them filled with water and they drop the car in it, the EV yeah. in it. For days, yeah. but the other thing is that water is then contaminated. That water cannot go down the drains. So what happens with that water then?
0: I know it's, it's 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 all a mess. It's all a mess. But anyway, moving on, moving on. I want to shift things along a little. bit. Jed, someone who's become a star on social media in the last week or so, again since last we were, is is our good pal Joey Barton. Joey Barton, folks. Now, again, you American guys may not know Joey Barton. He was a UK uh, sort of Premier League footballer, uh, now retired. And um, if you check him out on Twitter, slash X, he has been... Well, it's been very interesting what's happened, Joey Barton. Last week, he took issue uh, and stated very bluntly. Hi, Rustin, by the way. Good to see you. Um, He stated that he had issues with female commentators commentating on male sport he didn't think they understood the game they hadn't played the male game so they shouldn't talk here's joey barton here's his here's joey's uh, twitter do make sure you follow him he's really he's, got, he's almost got three million i think he has he's got three million followers now now uh, he's getting up towards it so he's got a huge account on on, on twitter but here's the point joey joey um Joey took issue with female commentators and that was fine. So obviously there's a bit of knockabout stuff on that there last week. And then what did he do? Well, what Joey Barton did was he did something which when you're on YouTube, you're not allowed to do, but he did have issues concerning, you know, the very special treatment that people got from 2021 on. And the minute he done that, He's now being targeted. The British government's looking at ways in which they can talk to the social media companies about him. I put out a podcast on this today because, you know, back in 2020, 2020, in fact, uh, as Laura was talking about, back in 2020, I believe I was taken off Twitter along with Katie Hopkins and a few others because we were being quite noisy in our objections to masks and all that. That There's a podcast. It's all in there. You're the public enemy. And uh, we were taken off uh, because I believe, because we were vocal critics of the government policy. However, in my case, they used the pretext of he said hurty words about uh, Marcus Rashford. And we had people like Gary Lineker and Owen Jones and all these celebs suddenly magically descended upon my head and got me taken off Twitter 1.0. Obviously, that changed when I came back in 2022, at the end of 2022. And now, Jed, I think what they're going to try and do is they're going to say, oh, do we, do, they'll not mention, you know, the the, um, the medical interventions. I'm, I'm using my words carefully here because we're on YouTube. So I have to, I'm sorry if it's euphemisms, but it has to be or they will strike us. And um, um, they, he's, he's criticized them. So, and as Rustin says, he's saying what we all think. And they're going to come for Joey Barton, not under the guise of, he he, he he criticized female sports commentators. He's sexist. We mustn't ever allow that. And actually, Jed, the old final thing in this one, I'll, give it, I'll turn it over to you now, but, but where Joey Barton really impressed me was he initially compared, <laughs> he initially compared um these two ladies who commentate on the football, to Fred and, and Rose West, right? And did ITV wrong. It, 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 well, ITV Sports said this is outrageous and an awful thing to say. And then what did he do? And this was a bit that impressed me more than anything else. He put out a tweet saying, "I've had time to think about it. I, I do understand the problem that I've caused. On reflection, on reflection, they're more like Stalin and Pol Pot." <laughs>
2: Yeah, no, that's it. I loved because it. As we've always said, haven't we, David? Never apologise for what you say, and never. And I have always said, never regret anything that you do. No. You cannot no. live your life full of regrets. No. Um, and I'll tell you a little anecdote about regret in a moment. But I didn't know Joy Barton. I don't do football, okay? But and I saw your Twitter exploding with Joy Barton this and Joy Barton that and yeah, you know, yeah. That. And I said to you, did when we spoke last, uh, yeah. a couple of days ago, and I said, who is Joey Barton? And you explained to me, and I said, well, he's all over your timeline. Yeah. So, but because I do catch, because I work now throughout the day, guys, if you don't know. So, but I did catch, you know, news bits and, and what have you about what he said. And the fact that he then came back, With that, I'm sorry, I've had time to reflect, blah, blah, blah. I I went, he is the man. We have to have him on this show. He is the guy. Because that was absolutely brilliant. Because one guy, never, ever, ever apologize for anything you've said if somebody says, I'm offended. yeah. secondly, never have regrets. Now, just say, I'll give you a quick anecdote about that. You know, no, I was very ill on New Year's Day. I go in the ambulance, and it was two ex-squaddies in the ambulance. So we were chatting a bit of uh, pulling up the sandbag uh, as we were on our way to a But I was trying to talk as best I could. And because I used to be a smoker, as you all know, guys, and I stopped about 10, 12 years ago now, uh, he said, do you regret smoking? And I said, No. I have no regrets because every single thing I have ever done in my life has led me right here tonight talking to you guys, you wonderful guys and girls and David. It's led me here. If anything of, of that had changed or been different, I may not be here tonight in the yeah. guise that I am in. So yeah. I regret nothing. I cannot live no. my life regret. I will not go to my grave with a regret.
0: Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah, that's exactly the right attitude. Je ne regret rien. We shouldn't regret. We can learn. We can accept we made mistakes, all of that there. That's all fine. But the truth of the matter is that, uh, that you know, I mean, as I said in that podcast today, I don't regret the comments I made about Ra- Marcus Rashford. They were good questions. I stand over them. The, the fact of the matter is, though, that our, our corrupt mainstream media doesn't like it when there are disruptors. And uh, that applied to Hop- Katie Hopkins and myself. And they don't like it when Joey Barton does it. But what I, I admire about Joey Barton, and I have to watch what I say now because I'm mindful of libel laws. But, I mean, Joey has deep pockets, or so he says he has. So so he, he said a few things about people like Jeremy Vine, the highly litigious Jeremy Vine. I thought it was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we're not going to repeat them, though, but they were brilliant. And, and, and again, this is where, and someone mentioned Tommy Robinson, and, and Jeb, this is, a, I'll put this point to you. I love the fact that when we get, if you like, people from working-class backgrounds, like Tommy Robinson, now, I don't agree with everything Tommy Robinson says and does, but I, you know, but he speaks to a working-class person. And Joey Barton is exactly the same. He 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 He, he speaks to that ordinary, just the ordinary man and woman, you know? And, and I love that, that they can do, they can have that. But because they make that connection, I mean, I speak a wee bit differently, so I know that my vocabulary is not exactly the same as theirs, And but there's space for us all. And yeah, ultimately... The action
2: is also not the same, David, is it?
0: Just, true enough, yeah. yeah <laughs> I mean, I can't understand Joey Barton, but apart from that, um, the, the thing is that uh, they, they fear these blokes, Jed, and it's, it's mostly—I mean, it's not just blokes, but Joey and 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 uh, and the likes of Tommy. You know, they and make Matt, a,
2: the, uh, to, to name another Matt and
0: is. these guys—they make a connection that scares the bejabers out of the establishment. The, bej- the establishment love Gary Lineker. They love Phil Neville. Footballing names that some of you'll know. They love them. Oh, they're brilliant. But when these blokes like Matt. And Joey come along. Oh no, no, no! They're Nazis. You know what I mean. So I mean, right? But, but what, what we've got, David, if you think about it, we've got these guys
2: like Matt Letizia, like Joey Barton, just just an name two, But there are many more. Yeah, uh, obviously Tommy Robinson, etc. And the thing is, these are the people that you used to see down the pub. You know, Friday, Saturday night, maybe Sunday afternoon. And um, not that I've ever done this, but Sunday afternoon, why? While, while your wife's at home getting the Sunday roast ready. And you pop down with the boys, you know, for a game a pool and or a game of yeah. snooker and a couple of beers. And the thing is, we don't have that now. Our public square used to be the pub. Our public square now is things like Twitter. Yeah,
0: yeah. So
2: that's where you you have these debates and these these discussions and and you say what you feel and what you what you believe to be true. And it's not your truth and my truth. There's there's only one truth. And you speak it. It's oh, yeah. it's you. It's you telling the world what you feel, what you believe. And that used to happen in the pub, but it now happens on Twitter. And exactly what did the government say after hearing Jerry Barton say, women cannot commentate on Premier League uh, male football because they've never played it. How many times has the left said to us, you can't understand how a black person is because you're not black. You can't understand a trans person because you're not trans. You can't understand a disabled person because you're not disabled person. Yet, when we get women talking about the men's game, who clearly don't know what they're talking about, and I don't, don't get me wrong, guys, I know nothing about football. I might be able to explain the offside rule, but might not. Yeah.
0: Really? Honestly, really Chad, what, tell us what the offside rule is then, Jed, if you think you might be able to. Do you think I could? <laughs> when the ball is kicked, there must be an
2: opposing appa- an play between you and the goal when the ball is kicked.
0: You sure about that? Something like let, that. Let, let's get this fact-checked live here. Right. Right. Anyway, anyway, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. But the point is, this is now the public square for the globe. Yeah. But well, the pubs used to be the public square. It used yeah, to be the conny clubs, it's the labor clubs, it's the so it's clubs, it's yeah. on and so forth. So is the yeah. public square. And if yeah. yeah, they come to close him down... I'm telling you now, Elon Musk will not have it. Elon Musk, if they threaten him, he will pull out to the UK.
0: Well, I, rather, I think, I think, I think the, the British government probably, depending which way Joey goes, and as I say, folks, if you follow his Twitter, like he's he's taking no prisoners. He is being as blunt as I ever was, more so probably. Um, and uh, but he's 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 making that connection. You can feel it. He he he, he connects to ordinary people who see all through through all the woke stuff, you know, because that, I mean, because Joey's tackled so many topics. He's talked about the woke stuff, he's talked about the gender stuff, he's talked about, you know, Islam, he's he's tackled a whole range of issues, and all he's done is he's just come out and said, in unambiguous terms, what he believes, and he Mm -hmm. should be allowed that, right? But apparently, that's danger. According to the British government sports minister, that's dangerous. It's dangerous.
2: It's dangerous because they lose control of the narrative. Yes,
0: I mean yeah. yeah. That's
2: why it's dangerous. It's dangerous to them, not the public, because actually, my 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 speech, my thoughts, and my beliefs do not stop at your hurty feelings. No. And I really, yeah. not, the thing is, I think what Joey's done, I, I, and it seems to be an explosion at the moment of Joey yeah. Martin, It is What he's done, he spoke out once and he's seen the backlash, the backlash that people like you, me, and all the good folks listening tonight have yeah. been putting up with for, for 10, 10 more years, but particularly yeah. in the last three or four years.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: and he's seen the backlash and he's going, well, hang on. No, this is wrong. And he's now gone on what we call belt fed, so all the ex-squaddies will know what I meant. He's now on belt fed with what he thinks is right and what he thinks is wrong, and he so belt fed is a belt fed machine gun, yeah, and it just fires thousands of rounds per second, and that's what he's doing. He's firing these off now, all these comments and statements and 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 his beliefs, and and knocking everybody out of the park with it. Yeah. Oh yes.
0: This is why they're terrified. It's been wonderful to see. Now I want to move on a wee bit. Uh, so we've tackled Joey Barton. We we'll maybe return to this that particular topic tomorrow evening. Um so, so there's another story. Well, a couple of different stories that, that I've I've seen. But uh, seeing as how we have American folks on, um, there's two things that came out of the states in the past uh, 24 hours that entered well that struck got my attention. One, one funny, one not funny. The funny one was NASA. Canceling the return to the moon. I think maybe we'll keep that one for tomorrow night, Jed. That how do you return? moon? How can you return if you haven't been? How do you do that? I don't know how that I works. I don't know. And also, but it's okay, Jed. It's the technology. Apparently, they, they can't quite get the technology to work in 2024. That the but tele- they was in 1969. 69. Yeah, and that makes sense to me, doesn't it? Because if you look at a car, if you, Jed, if you took a car from 1969 and comp- Compared that to any car from uh from today, the difference in technology in those cars is incredible. Technology's come on. Uh Jason says here, NASA have forgotten how to fly. Surely you mean, Jason, NASA have forgotten how to lie. But anyway, oh, like that like that we, we, we will save we will save this for tomorrow night because it does trigger our good friend the City Troll. So we'll talk about the Artemis uh, space alleged space program and what they, what they can do and what they can't do. But here's a more serious story, I, I, I kind of quite shocking, basically. Um, and this is to do with if a Grand Mufti of Wakanda doesn't agree. How dare you, David Vance, suggest that the moon landings were staged? Let me just repeat, they were staged. Now, moving on. Um, I, this, I saw this in New York, uh, and I saw that apparently a school jet is it some school in um grand mufti is being oh, well, i'll work. bring that
2: up there because i, I know you like to, to come back at comments like this yeah
0: grand mufti well you're welcome to think that but um i mean being able to spell disappointing might be quite good if you wanting to talk to me you know what i mean might be an issue there for you pal um second. so this school in new york they took the kids out of the school, Jed, so they could bus in, they could accommodate migrants that were being bussed in from, the, you know, kind of come up through the southern border. And, and the scary thing here is, uh, and American folks probably, you, well, we might get it as well, and, and the Irish people might get it as well. I think there's a real danger that the globalists will, as they continue to bring all these people in, Jed, you know, and, and there's not the there's not the requisite accommodation for them. Um, could we end up being told hey Jed we see you've got a spare bedroom so we've allocated you know a couple of them to you and 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 I think this is exactly what, uh, um, what what could happen and I think that's what we're sort of seeing and actually Elon Musk basically said this himself on X slash Twitter today that this is where this is leading and I think it is as well so I think it's incredible that kids are being booted out of school Jed so that the migrants can be put up there and uh yeah shocking oh by the way Republican rocker yes I have mentioned the tunnels I know some people don't like the tunnels certain folks don't want to commentate on the tunnels but I'll talk I'll, I mean I'm very curious about so many things and those strange tunnels but anyway I don't want to get distracted into that so Jed what, what do you think then about this putting the kids out of school so the migrants can be put up in the schools
2: well, it 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 just falls in line, doesn't it? That the the indigenous peoples of the land, whether it be here in the UK, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> excuse me, gentlemen, uh, ladies and gents, whether it be the school kids here or the school kids in the US or wherever it might be, we are the second-class citizens. the the new the new um the new occupiers of the land are the ones that get the bounty and the fruit of that land. You know they get the five star hotels. They get people kicked out of here so they can move in there, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Because they are the new, the, the new element. They, we are we are the old. We're the ones. We're the dinosaurs <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> we are the dinosaurs, and these are the new. Uh, etchlings are the new, and and the point is, David. That actually, I'm seeing more and more. We know we talk about ESG and the scoring for ESG. Yes, and more and more that actually that is now collapsing. That people like BlackRock and what is pulling out. <laughs> I see. No it. Yeah, it's actually showing now that they're losing money, you know. And um in fact and money talks, irrelevant of how rich you may very well be. In the end, if you are rich, you are rich because you've invested well and you've uh, you've looked after your money. If you then start to throw money at a project or a, or an ideology, which this is what this has all been led by. It's all led by an ideology that in the end you start thinking, well, can I keep throwing billions of dollars at this? I can't because if I do, I will run out of billions of dollars. And it's taking me 20, 30, 40, 50 years to get these billions of dollars. And I'm just throwing them away. Yeah, so, but, but I see we're at a turning point now. And you, you speak to I've seen things like Calvin Robinson talking about this as well on Twitter, where this ESG and diversity and equity and all that sort of stuff is beginning to turn a corner. We're beginning to win it slowly. Remember, it's taken 40 years to get to here, so it's going to take us 40 or more years to get it yeah. back to,
0: yeah. But what about the migrants? But the point is, back to the migrants, Jed, back on topic <laughs> migrants. In, in schools kids booted out of schools migrants conceivably in in, in our houses um we saw Jed a story um I, as you know the um the, the the bibby stockholm barge that we have where they' they have got some migrants on it I saw one migrant committed suicide now I'm sad I'm sad about that and I'm sorry yeah, to yeah, but suicide is penless well it I don't know' really sure not sure about that but the thing is it's sorry right, that was painless. MASH. It's kind of tragic if, if, if you're affected. And I know people who have lost loved ones to suicide. What I'm saying is, though, if these migrants are so, so unhappy about the accommodation provided in the UK, here's a top tip. Don't come. Stay away. Stay where you are. Stay in France. Stay outside of our sovereign territory. But but then, to come here, Jed, and to bitch and complain about, oh, my hotel room's not to the standard I require, oh, I find this barge... Yeah, but they're open- a shithole country.
2: There's no what? one knows the standard that we're giving them. What, what, It's a family show, but, you know, sometimes I've just got to say it as it is, David, and you know me, I'll apologise for anybody that was... um Well, no, I won't apologise if you're offended by that, because they are coming from exactly what Donald Trump said. Yeah, Uh, I'll answer this question from Galagal in a second. Um, But the, the thing is, we are now receiving migrants from 140 different countries. As far as I'm aware, at the moment, I think there are two wars on this planet. One in Israel and Gaza and one in Russia and Ukraine. So where are, so that would be four countries. Let's call four countries where potentially you could have refugees coming from. So where's the 136 other countries? Why are them people coming? They're coming because it's not refugees. They're coming for a better life because particularly the uh, the UK and particularly uh, the US give them what they want. And when they've been sold on TikTok, oh, look, I stopped in a five star hotel. Luke, you come here. You get a five star hotel. You get a mobile phone. You get three squares a day. You get 40 credit in your pocket. You get yeah. all the fags that you want. And now they turn up and they end up in a military camp or they end up on the stocky. Yeah,
0: uh, the baby stock.
2: Yeah. We go, hang on. Well, on TikTok, told me I was going to get a five star hotel. And that's what they're upset about. It's not the conditions, it's no. because. It's not what TikTok said they were going to get.
0: And just to go back to Gal and just explain ESG.
2: Yes. So uh, Galogal, ESG is Equ- uh, equality or equity social governance. And it's a score that companies get by doing the diversity and inclusion programs and putting, you know, uh, black people or disabled people or trans people on the board and things like that. They get a score by the ESG, and the higher score they get, the better investments they get from BlackRock and people like that. If they don't do it, they get no investments.
0: And that explains why, for example, the UK is a country that is just roughly speaking around about 85% white people, roughly. Um, In places like Northern Ireland, it's about 96%. Scotland, it's about 95%. Wales, it's 98%, right? But Jen, if you were basing the what you thought the UK was like based on the TV ads that you think that you see so often, you would imagine, oh, that's the UK is a majority black country. Do you know what I mean? And the reason for that is it, it is to do with this equality, um, um, equity, and equity, and all that. Yeah, yeah. It, it's being driven by essentially Blackguard, uh, Blackrock, and Vanguard, uh, these large um, financial organisations which are themselves Ponzi schemes, I reckon. But anyway, uh, that, that's what's driving it. And so when people sort of watch their TV, you see a lot of people saying, this isn't dark, why is this happening? If you went to Nigeria, I can assure you, you wouldn't see lots of white people in ads and TV. Why would you? Because it's not a, a very large white population there. But the UK and parts of the UK, it's very, very white. The TV doesn't reflect that. That's why, isn't it?
2: Well, that's it. I mean, look at the, the, um, the debate that's been happening today, that four new directors of Channel 4 have been appointed. Uh, sorry, five. Five, you know. Four of them are white, and one is of a, of an ethnic minority. And there was a debate on Vaccine Radio about it, and that's how I heard about it. And basically, they, they had a black guy um, who was obviously a race beta, allegedly and then they had the conservative commentator, a black guy. Don't, he's not always my flavor of the month, but sometimes he does, does come out with some decent stuff. I can't think of his name, a young lad. He is a conservative party member or something like that. And basically, he was saying, well, no, no, we, we should have. And this is where, for example, Boeing at the minute, they had to ground all the planes, didn't they? Because the door, yeah. yeah. But, but they spend their life, Telling us how good they are with the diversity, and inclusion, and hiring you know ethnic minorities, what have you. Yet we're having doors blow out at thirty thousand feet or forty thousand feet, and they're having to do with an emergency descent. Yeah. Either yeah. you hire people because they are competent in the job, irrelevant to skin colour, or you hire people based on skin colour or sexual orientation. But what you can't have is. A competent job, if you're going, well, the first priority must be their ethnicity, their sex, whatever it might be. Yep. Competency. Compet- Competency. Yeah. Must be the overriding factor. Can that person do the job? Yes, they can. Now, the second quality might be, are they black, white, or woman? Yeah. Why, Why would that but even matter? At the
0: moment, that's the first yeah. choice. But but that no that is, shouldn't even be a criteria at all. Well, no, it shouldn't, David. But at the moment, it's the
2: only criteria. So we're going yeah. to have planes falling out of the sky, yeah, and people yeah, are going to go, why? And it's because people like Boeing, and not just Boeing, the other airlines are doing the same, are hiring based on this ESG that we spoke about before. That um, Yeah, but uh, if I'm... If, if listen, go, come back and said, thank you for explaining it. And that's yeah. what we're hiring on at the moment. And that is the problem yeah. that we've got in the boardroom, whether it's Boeing, whether it's uh, electronics companies, whether, it, whether it's British Rail or even the post office, as we started this hour section, okay? We're hiring based on immutable characteristics and not competency. That's what we're yeah. hiring
0: well, well, you see, I don't know about you or the people that watching this, but if I'm at 35,000 feet, I don't want the aircraft to have been assembled by diversity hires. I want it to have been assembled by professional, highly qualified individuals who know how to, for example, fix a, a door so that it doesn't come right. off. Well,
2: I'm going to go one further. I'm going to go one further. I'm going to go back. I don't know, twenty years, maybe more. I might be wrong. I'm going to go back to Chernobyl. If you've watched oh, the documentary no, on Chernobyl right. by Sky, yeah. Now I didn't watch oh. it until it was free on Netflix. I weren't paying for it because I'm a tight arse, tight northerner. But the bottom line is, they had people in that control room there because they were party members, not because they knew about nuclear power,
1: yeah, nuclear yeah.
2: reactors. Yeah. And so, that is what was happening in Ukraine at the time. All we've done is swap party membership for color or gender, yeah, that's what we've done. And we will have some severe disasters and they will not admit it will be based on ESG rather than competencies.
0: Yeah, it it, it is very troublesome, the fact that um, basically what's happened with the radical left is they've inverted Martin, Martin Luther King's idea that we should all be colorblind. It's not the color of your skin that matters. It's the nature of your quality, character is the key thing. Uh, and equally important, how um, how competent you are to do your job. Neil Christie did put up that interesting stat that Nigeria recently made it illegal to use white actors and models in advertising. Could you imagine if that happened in the UK, if we decided... um,
2: in, In a way, we've had that there, because now we're having where they say, well, the actor must be of the ethnicity of the character that they're playing or yeah. the ability of the character or the yeah, gender they of are. The
0: character. That's right.
2: Unless, unless it's an ethnic minority, then mm. they can play people like Shakespeare. Yeah. Oh, sorry, David. Sorry. Yeah. They can play people like Shakespeare or they can play the doctor or they can play other characters in British history, which are white. They can play. Yet, if a white actor went to play a black character or a disabled character, and we've had it recently in a film where an actor played, uh, and the film I'm thinking about is the guy who's just died, Stephen Hawkins. Hawkins. A white actor, non-disabled, played his character. And they were up in arms, weren't they? That he was not disabled.
0: Mm, Yeah,
2: it's true. It doesn't work the other way when black actors want to do that or Asian actors want to do that. Yeah, they can play whatever characters they like. Yeah,
0: well, well, look. As I said, we've 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 come to the end of our allocated time, folks. It always passes very, very quickly. We never get through half the topics, but that doesn't matter. Um, uh, we will be back, uh, Jed, myself, uh, and others in the studio tomorrow evening. So if you, if you want to uh, come along for that, uh, we'll be chatting about more stuff. And next Monday night, uh, my special guest will be Mr. David Scott, formerly of UK Column. So David's coming along to um, have a chat. Brilliant last time. David's very good. Yeah, well, I think again, David's going out and sort of starting his own thing. So I want to support David as well. So I hope you'll tune in next Monday night at eight o'clock to the live show then. But we do have a live podcast going out tomorrow night. So you're very welcome to. to, to to tune into that as well. I don't know, Jed, if you have anything that you want to play I, out I
2: don't, David. Unfortunately, I've an extremely finish. busy day today, so I do apologise I haven't finished on a funny. But if you could talk for about 30 seconds, I might find something. i talk for right. 30 seconds.
0: That well, yeah. Can I talk for 30 seconds? I'm sure I can. I'm you. sure you can fill for, for a little I bit, can fill, I, I can fill for a few seconds, yeah. So, so folks, those are a couple of dates for your diary. So, uh, tomorrow night we do at 8, at 8 p.m. UK time, 3 p.m. EST. Uh, next Monday night, again, similar times with David Scott from UK column. Uh, we've got uh, some other great people lined up beyond that. I'll talk to you about. I've told you that the first of March is a date that you want to ring in your diary. London, 1st of March, come and meet our special guest and myself. Uh, Laura, thank you very much for your kind words. And I don't know, Jed, I think I'm finished filling in now. So- Right,
2: yeah, I found something, David. I don't know what it is because obviously I've not had a chance to watch it. But can I just say- Right. For the show tomorrow night, guys, please, uh, you'll find, I think you'll find a better experience Going, getting the Podbean app and joining us in the studio because we do welcome you to join it. Actually, join in and call the show and have your say and have a point or raise your point or ask a question of the panel. So, please try and get the app podbean.com. Get it on your phone, iOS or Android. Uh, find search for David at the, the David Vance podcast. Um, and join yeah. us literally in the studio. Uh, we'd love to hear your points and what have you.
0: Yeah, you can, as Jed says, you can come in if you come in through Podbean. Just go go to um, the App Store, download the Podbean app, and then you have it on your phone. And then if you want tomorrow night, you can come in. You can chat to Jed, myself, the other folks, and you can have your say with us. So, as Jed says, it's the best. It's the best way to um, uh, have the best experience on this particular strange little show that we do. We're the only people who do, uh, we, we do stream a podcast, and uh, and people seem to like it. So, uh, yeah, Ruston says, Podbean is worth it. I think it's free. I don't think it costs you anything. You just have to download it.
2: No, no, it's free, guys. You just have to then download it, create yourself a little account, and yeah. then when we go live, join, join the show. You can listen to it. Join us, yeah. calling, Just hit the call-in button. David will let you in. You can ask your question or raise your point uh, and join in the conversation. That's what we want. We want to hear what you have to say too. We always get brilliant comments, but it's also nice to hear those voices. I know ramon has been on a few times. Leslie B has been on once. We'd love her to come back. There's been a couple of American friends that have come on at their air, particularly on American Ooh. topics. You know, so yeah. it's really
0: it's it's a it's a very lively. Um, it's like an hour and a half. It's an
2: hour
0: and a half as well. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's as long as a football match. That's as long as Joey Barton's played a football match, and yet there we go. Uh, that's what we do tomorrow night. So, Jed, I think you want to play out in this one, and I will wish everybody all the best. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. i uh, see you tomorrow night, eight o'clock, uh, over on on Podbean and uh, on. Twitter and Getter as well, I guess, or wherever. But uh, if you want to play out with this one, Jed, that's it from us, folks.
2: Thank you, David. As always, guys, we talk about serious topics. I haven't watched this video, so I do apologise, David. If there's any swearing, I'm really sorry. All right, I don't. It was just one I grabbed from my my arsenal of little clips. Okay. You laugh, guys. Life is too short to always be serious. Catch you tomorrow. Good night and God bless
0: women went on strike today in Iceland to demand gender equality the entire population is 370,000 so over 25% of the population went on strike And I have some crazy news for you. The economy did not come to a stop, and it continued as normal. The only memo I got was that HR departments were getting no complaints for the 24 hours that the women were on strike. And um, men were writing that they were really sorry women didn't get gender equality. But I heard uh, one CEO said it was nice to finally get some shit done, end quote.